thing for a while Been in this thing for a while You don't even know my pain You can't even match my style You don't even know this game Been in this thing for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Yeah Yeah What it do, what the business is. Welcome to another week in the books, man. Shout out Dan the White Man last week for filling in for you, Mo man. <laughs> you came and held it down. I'm down. Yeah, I don't think he got no problem with it. Man. Yeah. But yeah, Dan came and held it down. What'd you think about the episode last week, man? Hey yo, I I, I hit Dan up. I me and him had a great conversation. I, I really like some things he was saying. It really yeah. made me think about some things. So that's super dope that, you know, he came on here, he held it down. Uh yeah, I got real deep, real quick pause, you know what I'm saying? From the TV show talk to like where y'all were taking it. I was like, okay, this is really this is a real good conversation. And I was locked in at at, this, at a certain point. So that was a really good episode. So shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan, man. If y'all missed that, go check that out. We're happy to have you back, Mo. And we got a special guest. Maurice, not what is it, Junior? Would you be Junior? Or your well, dad's Junior? Technically, I'm Junior, but now. You junior. Okay. Yeah. He's junior senior, huh? Got it. Okay. Well, hey, man, we happy to have you. Your yeah. son been Glad on this be episode. We've be been here. doing. Your son been on this show for about a year, man. He and I met online and we figured we wanted to do something new in this podcast space and get to know each other as black men really don't get a chance to do man we've done a great job at that if i do say so myself over the last year but we happy to have you here adding some depth to it anything you want to say glad to be here glad to be here yeah um come a little oh, how you feeling about having your pops on here oh i'm excited dad get a little closer to the phone because without okay. a mic it's, you got a small window of, okay can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. Yep. Okay. Uh, before, uh, I feel good. I know I told y'all right before we were in the season three thing. So I told y'all right before that um, I will try to start bringing more people on from my side to maybe provide a little bit of uh, context with me. Uh, since Spike has done such a great job in the first couple seasons since we've been doing this thing so i'm excited and of course i was like what better than we got father's day weekend than to have my father on so here we are producing right there man good job great job (laughs) all right let's do it yo absolutely happy father's day to all the fathers thank you thank you thank you thank you all right mo we want to start with some current events like we usually do yeah let's do that i want to know what uh, do we got to follow up on your job situation or we ain't going sure. there yet? We, we, we want to do, do that. that. Yeah, we can okay. do that. <laughs> All right. So last time we was here, Mo, yeah. you went into your boss office. You, you you put an ultimatum down. You said, look, man, tell me what's going on. I'm leaving. That's, <laughs> That's what happened. He did a, he did a uh, drop he the did, mic type man. thing. He dropped drop the, the mic. mic. He pulled off on him. He left. He didn't even work the rest of the day. I love how you yeah, tell this story. <laughs> After that happened, Mo, after you dipped out on him, what was the end result of that? All right, man. <laughs> Shouts out to Joe, man. 
So I, I he call look, you? Yeah, the, we had, we had chopped it up. Joe actually, he was the one. The way he put it, he was the one that was the most convincing. I got great advice from you, my dad, my sister. Like I normally don't even reach out to people for advice like that, but I got mm-hmm. a lot of great re, uh, information from everybody. But Dro had probably the most compelling. Uh, thing and so he had me to the point. I was like, I you know what? Believe. I definitely can believe it. Yeah, can. and so he had me like, all right, just consider it. He's like, look, if you got to do this or whatever, you don't have to think that hard about it. You can focus more on the bigger play. I'm like, all right. So Tuesday after Memorial Day, I, I comes in, come in. I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna talk to him. And at that point in my mind, I'm like, I think I'm just gonna go and put a two week notice in. I'm gonna finish at my computer, and we're gonna call it a day. I'm going to tell them what's up. Look, look, I put my two week in and, you know, we take it from there. But I get in. They didn't already moved dude to my seat. They got my jacket and headphones to the side. And my stuff was still in the drawer. So I'm disrespectful, man. On all so, levels. Oh, man. So immediately I just I just flow right like I came in ready to quit. I just grab my start grabbing my stuff, putting it in the car. They're like, hey, Mars, hey. And I start grabbing my stuff, just put it in the car. I was like, oh, I guess that's it. You know, and then later that day, he ended up texting me like, hey, you wasn't interested in the position. I was like, well, it seemed like y'all already moved forward. So, you know, appreciate it. But, you know, it is what it is. And so I just left it behind like that. Mm. And um, I recently this week just started a new job. So, right. Congrats on that. Yeah, man. Were you yeah. worried about burning bridges at the old place? You don't think you ever be going back around there no more? Nah, I won't. Because because the way that that you know you know Spike, the type of dude you are, I think me and you connect here were, and my dad too. We we just talked about this, but like when somebody does that, that leaves a burning impression on you. When you like, oh y'all didn't just you didn't. Yeah. I came back and you just I moved my really stuff. Really got me messed up. Right? Oh, I really got me messed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of that, and you know after that I just kind of. I, it took me. It still took me a minute. I'm still a little salty. You know what I mean. I ain't gonna front about it, but I've gotten another job and I it feel like a better fit. But definitely was salty about that. Own the big and better things. Good man. I'm glad that worked out in your favor. Yeah. Must have been called for you to move on from them. Man, right so, on. What about you? What's 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 been going on with you here lately, bro? Uh, ain't nothing really new in my world, man. Like same shit, different days. Working, been working. Uh, trying to get these podcasts and media businesses off the ground. Mm-hmm. Leaning more into it. Uh, yeah, nothing really, nothing really new. Okay, like pretty this, steady. I need to report on you. Been pretty steady. Okay, okay. I wish I could, I could appreciate that. I don't like no crazy wild. Shit. I'm a simple dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really That's the best way to be. Best way to be. Yeah. yeah what, what, what about you, Dad? What's 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 the what's been going on yeah, with you? Here, uh, nothing much. Chilling, man. Just came back from Puerto Rico. It was a nice little trip, family <laughs> trip. Um, you know, couples trip. Uh, I, I learned something when it's four alphas in one place. It's not a good mixture after about Uh-oh. three days. <laughs> after about three days, you know, everybody's an alpha in their home, but now we got to share the space in the in the fishbowl. So mm. it's it, it, it's hard to you're the man in your spot, but then you got to share being the man in the spot with four other men, three other mm. men. So it's a, it's almost a, a a battle of power, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's hard going They're, on vacation with people, man. Yes, with yes, men I especially. Like I one hundred percent. I ain't, I ain't, yes. I've never I've never gone on vacation with any of my friends for that reason. Yeah. Like, I, I if I go on vacation it'd be either with my girl or like with a family like my mom and right. her family, but I ain't never went with any of my friends because I don't yeah. like I know how I am and I know how they yeah. are. Right. So, it was too much. But I mean I overall it was a good it was a good uh 
experience, but would I do it again? No, no, <laughs> I would. Puerto Rico, not, not, not on that, not on that level. I would do it, but not, not with maybe a couple, two couples, one, four people, two couples. But as an eight people, eight attitudes, eight situations, yeah. eight different trains of thought, and and so. Yep. Yeah. Besides that, man, just taking it easy, man. Uh, taking medic, taking my medicine, staying out the way, and taking one day at a time, and being blessed, and just doing me. Okay. How'd you like Puerto Rico? I've been over there twice. Uh, I really it was like. Pretty it. cool. Pretty damn hot. Pretty damn hot. Yeah, absolutely hot as hell. I, I can't Thanks. say nothing else. It was hot. The food was yeah. pretty cool, but they were very expensive. I mean, yeah. our first yeah. day there, eight people. You know, everybody want a ball out. We blew the bag. It was not our first meal was nine hundred dollars, mm. and, and 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 that's when that alpha male kicked in. I don't spend money like that. <laughs> not on no meal. I will, but just for the sake of trying Saying to keep I up with the Joneses, I'm cool. Maybe. My my girl like, yeah, we can get, we good. But let's go ahead. We not good. I don't want to <laughs> spend no nine hundred dollars on no food that we I'm good. still gonna be only two hours later. <laughs> No, right. As a matter of fact, we not good. That we not good. Yeah. Right. That's funny. I, but I, I chucked it up. I, I chucked it up and put the other one on ahead and put my money in. And then a tip was like 150. Yeah. 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 So yeah. vacation, boy, you gotta bite the bullet a lot of times. Oh, You'll see man. a deal, they'll yes. come over with something. You'll be like, What? How much was yeah. this? And then they on did, vacation. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Picking and choosing all kinds of extra stuff that uh mm-hmm. you're we out the we're out the country and you're eating you want to go eat Fridays? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I want to eat something I know going to be good. Man, you <laughs> yeah. know? Come on. I'm the same yeah. way. I'm I get that. Way. Well, yeah. Appreciate that, Dad, for that update, man. We got a couple oh, things yeah. to, to talk about one, here, though. One real quick in pop culture. This has been all over the news. Pop, you, wherever you want to get in, where you see fit here, you may not know these people. Maurice, you may not even know these people. I know yeah. you don't really. Have you seen this floating around when you looked at the rundown? Have you seen what I'm talking about? No. Okay, are you familiar with this girl, Suki? I Suki. heard of it, but I, I didn't know get her. the real detail of it. Okay, so she is a very graphic female rapper. I'm talking about very graphic. Like, uh-huh. it gets to it. She got tapes out there and everything. Right. Right, so the impression of her is she's a freak. Like, I think right. that's maybe even in her full Oh, I think I did see something name. on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... She was at an event and another rapper, YK Osiris, he was trying to approach her. She was talking shit to him because that's what she does. And um, in the midst of the shit talking, he took it a little bit too far and he leans in and just tongue kisses her. And um, there's been a lot. There was another situation as well where she was on Candy's radio station from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Candy's co-host was uh, showing her pictures of his dick trying to get her to go in the back room and all of these things and there's been a back and forth online about well if she rapped like this then she should expect men to act like this and then there's another part of it that says well just because she rapped like that don't mean she's inviting that type of energy so i want to throw the ball out there to the floor and see what you guys think about that situation um for me i would say like you, you 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 know you get what you throw out you can't i mean if you if you're gonna bring it out there like that, if you're perpetrating, then it's you're gonna. That's what happens. You can't you can't talk about you a killer and you knocking niggas out on the regular, <laughs> and then you get you get challenged and you were like, why everybody coming at me? Well, you 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 basically said this is who you are. 
So that's what happens when you, you know, like the boy the crab wolf. You know, that's what happens when you do that. And I, it doesn't justify, it doesn't make it right, but you pursue that you're a super freak and you're all that, and this is how you move and shape. So you're gonna get some thirsty, thirsty, thirsty people out there, and that's what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. It comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mo. Um a little Mo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he go by Reese. So people he just go by Reese. Okay, yeah, he, Reese. So he Mo. Reese, gotcha. I'm Mo, I guess. Gotcha. So gotcha. but gotcha. nonetheless, Lil Mo, I take it. Um But yeah, I agree. Uh you are kind of kind of inviting that and it doesn't make it right. But I think that this generation, the issue that I find with this generation is this this non-accountability thing that people seem to do. like you feel like you could do the maximum of anything and then scale back and be like, oh, no, that wasn't me. Why why you pull up on the radio guy? You know, like right. people, people do this so much. I, I don't think that none of that. Oh, well, let me scale back for a second. You say like trash talking like she talking freaky to him in person or she trash talking like. In general, um, like I think it's more in general. Yeah, right? freaky. Well, no, nah, no. Nah. It was. She was like, "I turn you out," or these things in uh, the third. Yeah. But with that being said, there was never any, any like indication that she wanted to kiss him either. Yeah, and he completely forced that on her. She was just popping her shit. Okay, no. Yeah, they wrong. They, the deuce is wrong because again, we we in that age too. Like c- consent, everything, bro. Consent, everything, everything, yeah, consent. Everything. So. Uh, R. Kelly, man, R. Kelly. Just just say R. Kelly. Think about it, bro. R. Kelly alone, bro. That's it. R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's enough Vax. out there to mm-hmm. stop that shit. Then you already know consent is everything. Mm-hmm. I Vax. damn near need an application form sent and uh, uh, notarized. Consent on top of consent. Continuous oh, yes. consent. Yes. They can say no after they say yes. Absolutely. Here go why yeah. I think you and I have a similar viewpoint on it, Reese. But I kind of disagree with you too. You and I are from a generation where rappers had to be what they said they were. And you right. brought up a good point where you're talking right. about if you a killer, nigga, when you go to the hood and you pulling up in Chicago, like, niggas is going to test you because right. that's what you rap about. Yes. You've gotten to the point now, though, with social media and with so much of this shit, I don't think that these kids look at it that way. She's looking at it uh, like, oh, I'm a character. Right. This is just my character. I can do this online. I can do this wherever. And people, right. when they see me, they shouldn't associate that with me because I'm a different person. Right, which I can understand, but that's hard for some people to process. It is. It's, a, it's really a hard for some people off to, balance. to separate the yeah. two. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So I saw some people defending him and saying like, "Well, what they, what she expecting?" Now I asked them, "Okay, well, if the Fed started investigating Rick Ross for selling dope just because he talked about it on the record, we would swear that they was wrong." But he talk about right. selling dope all the time, though, right? Yeah. So yeah. if they don't classify him as a, like he's not a real drug dealer, just like she may not be a real freak. I do think one of the problems that we have as men in this situation is like with the consent thing. When this yeah. happened versus YK just coming out being like, you know what, man? I did make a mistake. I'm sorry. I misread the room. I thought this, that, and the third. Versus people like Meek Mill and a lot of men coming out saying, yeah, but she did this. Yeah, but she did that. That's fine. Yeah. She got a way. She can act that way. That's cool. We right. can't overreact and be over aggressive. Right. Be consent is everything. The consent form must be signed. 100%. So yes. I just feel like when it comes to being, like you said, consent, yeah. you can't overdo it. It don't matter what she's been saying or been doing. Right. You still got to get that yes. I don't care how many yes. videos you've seen of her, bro. Yes. And, and, and I do think, too, tying into like another conversation, um, 
that's kind of the thing where what we got to do in our community, especially those that are in the industry, music, uh, television, you know, famous. I think we got to do a better job of having professionalism, bro. Like we always boggle mm. stuff down to like this r- ratchet ghetto. It's like, but like when white actors and white artists and white, they're talking about moonshine or they're talking about murdering their mom or whatever they're talking about, but you respect their art and you respect the show that they're putting on keyword being show. But when it comes to our artists, like, and I love our black men, but it's like, because she's doing all this, still respect her act. This is this is my perform. It's right. performance. It's yeah. yeah it's right. performance art, and I think that we got to start setting a precedent to say, hey, yo, this is like like best man. Like when Candy when she got done dancing, she she found out she was in school. She's like, no, I, I'm just this is my art. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not really that type of thing. So I think that we got to start setting a precedent more to like rap is a business. It's a profession. You know, I don't agree with the messaging, but it is a business and people are trying to navigate themselves as such. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that we got to respect it like white people and other ethnicities do when it comes to all crafts. We got to respect it like that. So I think it is out of line. Understand that energy is going to come because that's that's human nature. But we got to start respecting like the art and craft of our business when it comes to us black people. Yeah, facts. Got it. That makes sense. Do you think an apology is enough? Like, what do you think a course of action should be against the young man? Well, I think apology is it. That's the only way, really, he's going to clean it up. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. To, I mean, I think he read the wrong signal. I think she talked so much shit, and he he got turned on. He thought like, hey, she want me, she want to bust it open type thing. But he read the wrong <laughs> signal. Now, I mean, in reality, she really could probably press charges, some kind of charge. She could yeah. all the charges, whatever she want nowadays. She could probably got away with it and say, hey. I've been sexual harassed. He groped me. He touched me, and you know I want to press charge. But I think he. I think like you said, is how old is this guy? Man, he might be twenty four. Yeah, yeah. See, his, uh, yeah, his, his maturity level is not there because a man of my stature. And he kind of goofy too. He goofy. Yeah, he like yeah, a goofy yeah. dude. So, like, yeah, he's so always he, getting embarrassed yeah. online and shit. Yeah, so he got turned on. He got turned on the inside out, and he thought it was a green light go time, and that go time was the wrong time. So that was yeah. Yeah, I do think I, he I, still got the space to learn. So he yeah, apologized. Yeah. The problem lies with men our age coming out and defending and being like, well, she shouldn't have been saying that on the record. Mm-hmm. Like you said, uh, Maurice, like she got it. That's performative art, bro. Just because yes. I talk one way on the record don't mean shouldn't mean that I don't feel right. safe when I'm outside. I mean, Megan Stallion talks like that. I mean, exactly. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't. You know, do, uh, that's a good point. He wouldn't do yeah. it like he Megan the Stallion talk like that. Cardi B talk yeah. like that. Nicki oh, Minaj yeah. talk like that. The City Girls yeah. talk like that. Those ladies just have a higher status than she does. Right. He wouldn't try them like that. There's no nah, way he would have tried to get them the somewhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because one of their security would have beat his ass through the floor. Right. Try her like that just because <laughs> ah, she right here in excess through the so, floor. Yeah. Through the uh, floor. Uh, let me ask this. Let me let me tell it a little bit more. Hip hop, we know the foundation of hip hop was built on like, you know, the closest thing to honesty, full transparency. That was the foundation in, you know, in the the 70s, 80s, really the 80s going into the 90s. But now it's now went from just an art form to now it's an actual lucrative business that uh, uh, that provides for a lot of these ex street guys, families Mm -hmm. and even women, too. 
what can we what can we do with our because i think that that's where the challenge in our art form is 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 happening where it was built so much on you like you said you got to be who you said you are but now it's like we we have to get to a place and say okay this is this is literally like cinema like anything else this is just a performance but rap never that's why you see people like y'all talked about on on deck with a gun player i gotta really make it look like i gotta really but we don't but nobody else in other genres nobody else does this how can we turn the corner in our art form with rap and start to say hey this is it's a guys yes it's performance what you it's say? probably hard. It's probably going to be a, that's a hard transition because you really do got some street niggas out here that really do what they say they do before before they do the prison time. <laughs> but you got a lot of actors out here too, and they know like six nine. You're an actor, bro. You're definitely an actor. That boy, that whooping you took in uh, L.A. Fitness <laughs> that shows you have no hands. You, a rando got up on you. You have no security. A rando got up on you and whooped your ass. So. That's the thing about this this generation that that scares me for for y'all because I'm I'm out of that. But for y'all, and everybody wants to kill. Everybody want a gun. Everybody want to be a murderer. Everybody want to be my ops and all this. What the? I, it took me. You had to tell my son had to tell me what the hell a op. Why? What the hell is an op? Everybody my op. I'm like, what the hell is an op? <laughs> and then, so you know, once I found that, I like I'm like, wow. And then my question is, so how do you get an op? How do you go from a normal guy to having ops everywhere, every ops. every neighborhood you go to? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Beefing yeah. playing around online. And to yeah. your question too, Maurice, even in the sense of when you're talking about court cases, just to take it a level deeper, you very rarely see other genres of people, actors, anybody like that, where they bring their art form into the courtroom. But right. here we got with Young Thug or any other case that you want right. to name with a rapper, they like, well, this is what he raps about. Uh, yep. On uh, our podcast on deck, we talk about Mac from No Limit. Like he was committed for a murder, yeah. And it wasn't really that they had evidence on the murder. It was just he rapped murder, murder, kill, kill, and they got yeah. all of these lyrics. It's yeah. it's a really good question to ask. Mo, how do we separate from the two? Hey, this is performative, and this is what you should be judging me on: the merit, the character, things Facts. like that. There, so I don't really know how we get there because we take our music so serious. Like we take this shit very serious. It's it's dying down a little bit for me now because I ain't really into it as much as far as rap. But people take like they favorite rap. Like we used to fight over that shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. like Cash Money, No Limit. Yeah. Or I don't listen to Biggie because yeah. I like Tupac. Like all yeah. of that shit used to be a real deal. We take our music very seriously. Very and until serious. I guess we got, I don't know if we got to take the music light or look at it from a different angle, but. Since we take our music that serious, everybody else judges us on it as well. That's how you get it yeah. going into the court cases and shit like this happen. Yeah, yeah. Good I question. don't know. We got a we got an uphill battle on that for sure. It's, it, I, I just been trying to think about it because it's like if we turn the corner, then how much accountability do we start to have? But again, that opens the Pandora's box of other, you know, genres, you know, of everything. So it's like. You know, I don't know. It, it's it's something we gonna think about a little bit more. This is what this show does, but yeah, nonetheless, for sure. We revisit that. We revisit. That. I wanted to talk about it while it was still hot though, but we can revisit that. Yeah. Now we're gonna hop into a generational conversation about Black Evolution. We got two generations of hunts on here, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm anxious to see how this goes and the questions that you have, Mo. And I w- I want to chime in as well. 
where I see fit. But I, I'm really anxious to see where you steer this thing. So take it over, my brother. Okay, so <clears throat> the interesting thing about this conversation is that we're almost like there's almost 10 years apart here just about relative to each other. So, Daddy, what are you, 52? Yeah, I'll be 52. Be 50, yeah. 52, we know Spike, Big Foe, and I'm 33. 40. So that that that's just enough of a gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just enough of a gap. So feel free as well, Lou. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Dad, here, we're having this conversation. And the first thing I wanted to get into, and, and Spike, you've elaborated, but if there's some area that you see that you may have not touched on in this these parts by any means but dad what what was the upbringing like in your era and what what do i guess what age do you consider upbringing is that one to ten ten to seventeen what um upbringing that's that's a, that's a i guess it's a couple of different states one to ten is you know you're you're you're, you're family oriented you know you go to church everybody does everybody was the cliche everybody really done the same thing um my upbringing is we fought to live another day. It wasn't no getting shot and shooting people in the gas station at the club. At the, it was you. You was about drinking some beer, some old English, and some crazy horse, some, some some gin, some vodka, some crown, some. You know, it was about drinking, getting the ladies, and uh, you know, and if, if, if a nigga jump stupid, y'all beat him up, jump him back. Nobody. There was no death factor in the in my generation. If you if it was, it was the biggest thing ever. For somebody to get killed or shot, that was like like the like that that was just like Martin Luther King type shit. That's Did you how grow up in was. Um, Indianapolis? Yeah. How was it broken down when y'all were teenagers? Like I'm from Nashville, right? So right. our little cliques and sections was east side, yeah. north side, we had yeah, we had the same we got east side. We had the west side, B boys, had the east side gangsters, we had north side, south side. Brick City was South Side, so it was all broke down. Everybody had their own little gang click. And only re- only time you ever got into any kind of altercation is when somebody had the balls to go in somebody else's neighborhood. So South Side went out west to Hallville, so they that they got in the fight, or they went all of them went to the skating rink and they start yeah, playing yeah. the gangster music. It's, it's, and and in and the craziest part is whoever had the biggest number of men in their little gangster army. They pretty much dominated the night. They ran it. <laughs> so yeah, they ran. So West yeah. Side would come out with sixty niggas. East Side only got fifteen. Well, it's a slaughterhouse that night. So it, 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 it's crazy because now it's so scary that you know it's no. There's no. They go in each neighborhood. They wait. They follow you. And everybody tents windows, and I and I asked why, and I found out why. They tent windows because people are trying to blow your damn head off mm-hmm. so everybody got black tents because yeah. it keeps them i was told by a young guy he said hey man hey og uh, you got to get out there fishbowl i was like fishbowl oh fishbowl <laughs> is <laughs> my, my my windows are clear so i'm in a fishbowl so i'm like so but why do i have to worry <laughs> but, but hold, on, not, I, hold, on, huh? hold on daddy hold on hold on but before we get too far into it but but like in your household it was you it was nine of y'all right Yes. So what how, you grew up? Uh, my grandfather, my dad's dad, was a bishop. Yeah. Um, of course, my grandmother. Where did you fall in the nine? You older or younger? Like huh? Middle. Where did you fall in the nine? I'm oldest, third, third oldest. Third oldest. Okay. Yeah. 
out of nine. So uh, two up, two ahead of me, and five behind me. Okay, oldest boy, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you you end up kind of getting involved in the streets, right? Yes. Where did that transition happen from your dad being a bishop to you going to the streets? Because this is probably well, a similar story for a lot of people. Yeah, well, I'm I'm considered what they call a PK. I'm a preacher's kid, and they say if the you ever heard ones. the story, PKs the are the worst ones. ones. <laughs> They're damn exactly right. You're right. We are. We were. And the reason why is because we were held back on everything that there was to do as a normal kid coming up because your 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 family was so involved in with the church and Christ like you didn't get to do nothing not one damn thing like you're not profanity no rap no got no no slow jams none of that so you're going to, the sisters were going to straight church gospel music huh yeah. straight gospel music yes that's it Shirley Caesar and and and, and Al Hopkins what was all uh, the old niggas what was yeah. what was something that was probably super simple, but y'all just couldn't do it. Like not like drinking or profanity, but like what was uh, something that was super, super simple? simple. Um, boogie music. They they called it boogie music. That boogie. Like a nice simple song, man. Turn like that Marvin boogie Gay. music off. Like Marvin and we had to turn it off. We, even though we enjoyed it, <laughs> we couldn't listen to it. We couldn't get five minutes of it. And in the car, no play at all. Mm -hmm. You're gonna play. You're gonna listen to church wherever you go. That's why I know all the church songs. Yeah, because I, I they were installed in me uh, by force. Okay, when when did you when did you turn the corner? At what age where you started to kind of look over, so to speak, look over the fence and say, you know what? If I can't do this now, it, I, I'm definitely about to get ready to do this. Well, I'm about to turn that corner uh, and get out I'm here. Say, uh, probably about 14, 15. When I started getting older, I'm a teenager, and now oh, I'm getting influences around me. You know, I start getting influences around me. Like, hey, man, you really broke. You ain't going. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the chance. I, I decided I'm going to take <laughs> I'm gonna take the punishment to come with it. So once I got that in my head, uh, rebelliousness was first nature. Okay. Don't, don't, Junior, don't, don't, don't do that. All right. So when they turn ahead, I'm doing it. You know, what, I'm going to try it anyway. What what was what was like one of those early things that was worth the risk? Because I imagine it's like man, my dad's strict, you know, grand you know, granddaddy. He you said he was known in the neighborhood as the voice because he had such a strong voice. You can hear yeah. him across the neighborhood, very uh, stern, military. My risk was my dress code, wilding out. You know, my mom kept me. They wanted me buttoned down, pants tucked in the shirt. You know, I started loosening up. You know, I got my hat cocked to the side. They lost their mind. I had a hat turned sideways. And they thought that was the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's how strict my household was. You know, I listened to music. I started doing a little rapping, and you know, and they like, oh, oh, oh. oh. So you know, it was they, they. But I was just that black sheep. It was just in me. I, I didn't. I really didn't want to be rebellious, but I was. I was enough to for them to say, "Hey, something wrong with you." And they thought that I was like something in my DNA wasn't right. Because I <laughs> you think you're the worst too. out of all your siblings. You huh? You the baddest one out of all your siblings, you think? I, I can what? say I, I did hold that title at you one got time. Most trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother was as bad, but he he moved right out. My little brother moved out before me. Damn. He couldn't take it, so he moved out with the auntie, with my daddy's sister. So, I mean, here's what it was: we grew up, and when when my dad the deeper they got into church, the more the, the worse it was for us as kids. Hmm. One day my dad came in He was like you know what God said no more Christmas So guess what He came in Grabbed our little tree Threw it in the damn trash Grabbed our damn fresh 
threw them in the trash. We crying like babies. Like, what the hell? Just happened. Child abuse. <laughs> man, you talking about crying, man. I was, yeah. And you know the craziest part? To this day, my son tell you, I do Christmas big, yeah. bigger, bigger than the average person, boy. Yeah. Uh, that, right. that, that really, Make that up really, that. that tore a hole in me, man. Wow. He took that tree and I seen, I knew I had that remote control car. I'm like, yes, one more day. Yeah. Uh-uh, that's it, Pat. God said this. Hopefully, it took it through all the shit to try. <laughs> if I could have fought my daddy, I probably would have tried. <laughs> but he would have beat the hell out of me, but yeah, He would have got you out of there. <laughs> yeah, he got me out of there quick. Yeah. You uh, said around 14, you start feeling yourself. Your nuts start yeah. dropping. Yeah. What was it? Like, what was it? Was it partying? Was it just being well, outside? Yeah, what happened was, was, I, was I, girls? I, 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 yeah, I started. See, well, in my era, the black guy, the chocolate wasn't in. It was your, it was you. Your, your color was in. You was the hot ticket. So, um, chocolate wasn't in at the time. So then I, I started doing things to enhance myself. I started getting waves. I had waves in my hair, and I, and I started working summer job. My first job was at 14 years old. Me too. Uh, hold on, y'all. Give me one second. Okay, I'm back. I had to. Inter somebody interrupt me. I tell them that I'm just. But uh, I started getting. In, I had waves in my hair. I started doing a little workout, and the girls started telling me I smelled good and I had nice clothes and. That right there was the beginning of the end. They turned me into a monster. <laughs> so the older I got, the older I got, the more worse I became. But I started getting smarter and wiser because I knew I had to be down. Now that's when I knew how to act. I learned acting from home. I knew I had to act a certain way at home. But when I got out on the streets, I acted another way. I, I joined in with the you know, with the uh, alliances with the bad boys. So how do you get in school there? or just being in the neighborhood? Yeah, it would just be a neighborhood, just being cool. I, I, I mimic yeah. what I seen. I mimic what I heard. I didn't know what I was cussing stupid words. I put in two words that didn't even make sense together, but I heard people say them. So I said, that makes you cool. And then it got to make me cool. Once I started getting the, the rhythm together and then I just learned how to turn it off. When, when I got off the bus from school, by the time I got to that front door, I'm Junior, Brother Maurice. I'm right on in there, brother. <laughs> brother Maurice, Cold Switch. Brother Maurice, how your day doing? Just fine, sir. Yeah. I know Jesus. Uh, do you? <laughs> uh, I would say the same. Like, that is the age. About, I first yeah. started working about 13, 14 yeah. years old. Once I started getting my own money in my pocket. Right. Then I you know, started start hanging with the neighborhood people. We taking the bus to the other side of town. Yeah. Going to yeah. the mall with girls and shit mall, like that. Double so, dutch bus yeah. But then, like you say, you know how to clean it up because you've been doing it yeah. for years as a child. Yeah. So come in. Like, I used to do this thing, right? So when I was about 14 or 15, I grew up in my great-grandparents' neighborhood. So, of uh -huh. course, they great-grandparents. So, you know, mom got to be in you should be in the house at a certain time though i never really had a curfew she would she ain't gonna just let me walk in at four or five in the morning either without calling and letting them know where i'm at so i do this thing oh i'm staying over grandma's house tonight so i know that mean she ain't even a call looking for me i call about nine let her know hey i'm in the house we good for the lay down and then i'm out all night we right the streets older people just chilling outside just yeah you know when you get that age like you said yeah. 13, 14, couple streets over shooting dice, and you just went to right. the stable, yep. roll up on these girls, whatever it may be. But that's about the age 13 or 14 years old for me, too. I would say, yeah. Um, the mentality, you know, you kind of spoke to that about like all y'all was into it. Was really seemed like y'all was just into like kind of like 
that that the look. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yo, we trying yeah. to get the women. We trying to, you know, we trying to drink, get high. Yeah. We trying to be fresh, have some money. You know, kind of simple. Nobody really, nobody really own like we trying to kill nobody. Like, if we can, no, if we can get that around that. That wasn't even a, uh, even in the. And, and how did? And let me ask this though. And in that, yeah, you know, gangster rapper was at his. At this point, you're. I'm going into the 20s. You already had me, Bubba. Right. Right. But you, you, you. Gangster rap being that, how was it still not so much? Is that an Indiana thing? Like it wasn't built on like we still trying to kill this dude versus yo. We about to jump him. Well, we, I'm gonna get it, with it, him. If you think about it, back back in my days, they were still just beating niggas up. Like it was still fights. It was still fist fights. It was still they all oh, they jumped old boy at the club. They jumped him at the. It was always still fist fight. It was still the number game. It's me, you lump. It's just seven of us it's on three of them. They in the wrong territory. We whooping their ass. So and then they come back with fifteen and you're outnumbered. And it was still just a fight club thing. It wasn't. When the guns went into play, it changed everything. Guns and then dope came with that drugs. Drugs turned into they doing coke and, and crack. And when all that came in, everything started changing up. But it used to be a simple beef. Uh, I don't like a boy, blah, blah, blah. Man, we fighting after school. We be fighting over my film at the park. They fight, get the best, somebody break it up, and it's gone. Now you fight, they record it. Nobody's breaking up nothing. You're getting the hell stomped out of you, and they're going to record it. And then they're going to put it on... Uh, internet and you're gonna have to live over that live through yeah. that nightmare forever yeah when yeah, did man. you see it start changing like with gangster music with crack um, like how old were you when you seen outside like it, it started being different um i was in my 20s i started seeing in my what 20s i that? started seeing like what but year? i still but here's the thing i never changed well what year did I, I wanted to be gangster I wanted to be gangster. I, I never. I, I like. I like what I seen because I thought they were just like the hardest niggas there. But I never, never like wanted. I never like wanted to shoot nobody or this. Not we. We had our fights. I got in plenty of fights and stuff like that. But I never wanted. But okay, now nah, I take it back. I, I did probably want to shoot some people, but I never <laughs> wanted to kill anybody ever. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't even in my my vocab. I never even said the word kill like that. I'm. Beat what his year ass. we talking about? Like what year we talking about? Like when crack hit and NWA hit? Like, uh, like yeah. how? Like how did that? Uh, I was probably in uh, the, the late eighties because I graduated in eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so when I, about about the late eighties when I when I start seeing all kind of stuff, I you know I start seeing when I seen somebody get stomped out at the club. That was the first time I ever seen like blood running out somebody's head. I was probably twenty two. I seen that and I was like, okay, shit done changed now. Shit done got real. <laughs> But uh, you know, but like I said, besides that, um, the generation just it just changed. I know. I think I, I, not being not being cliche, but I think the the movies, the raps, uh, the stories that they tell and things that they do, these boys it feeds into their membrane, and they want they they think that that's how life really is supposed to be, or what they want in life. Mm -hmm. They want money, hoes, guns, and, and all the clothes. That's pretty much it. And in uh, territory, I don't know what the territory is about now because when I grew up, I couldn't come in Nashville from Indiana and talk that shit because y'all not have it. Yeah. And Nashville couldn't come up to Indiana and talk that shit. But now, yeah. these they mix all through the neighborhood. That's how they got out. <laughs> oh boy, they mix in the neighborhoods, man, like it ain't nothing. I so, take it one further with Nashville and Indiana. Y'all used to go to the Derby in Kentucky. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. So we would meet, we would like not meet per se, but we would go too. 
and that's what you would see heavy of it with niggas from louisville on yep. one side yeah be indianapolis niggas from one yep. side with their cars and stuff it'd be niggas yep. from nashville you sure like was. at the derby, right there on Broadway with the strip. That's sure why I first was, yeah. got familiar with Indianapolis. I, them niggas getting it. Like we was like, I, I used to have all the cars and shit. Like what they yeah. be doing in Indianapolis? So, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I wanted to ask too. Like, did you ever feel conflicted? Like we, we're getting older here. Like you know, in your twenties, and now you you really kind of out there. You know, what I mean, you. I know at one point you packed a strap. All y'all was probably packing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, did you ever become conflicted, or did like the preacher kid thing ever come back? Because you say you never really wanted to kill nobody. Maybe right. scare somebody with a gun, shoot, pop somewhere, or whatever. Right. You never really wanted to kill nobody. Right. Was never. there ever a moment where you was with your boys and it was turning into something? Because I know you was a ladies' man. That was that was your your get up. We know, right? I know that. That was your get. I'm a ladies' man, but I roll with the niggas for you know we we, we yeah. tight and whatever it is, whatever. But did you ever feel like the preacher kid, your upbringing, come back into the focus where you was with your guys and you was like, okay, y'all going somewhere else with it? That's not. Well, yeah, yeah. They would call me at the group. They would call me the peacemaker, and right. and then that was just something that was installing me. And the reason why they called me the peacemaker because I I believe in doing numbers. I'm looking around at seven of us and I see seventy of them. Look, bro, this is not. If I if my calculations are right, uh-huh. that's ten to one. Yeah. You don't want. We don't want none of that. But the guys I was with were so hammerhead. Oh, oh, we, we gonna get back. They want to get back to back, like back to back and ball their fists up, and we're gonna just knock out seventy people mm-hmm. in seven D. Mm-hmm. And I will try to diffuse the situation. They go, oh, you the peacemaker, you the peacemaker. But I think I got that from my daddy, and and I, I just did the odds. I've never been scared of nobody, and to this day, I'm not scared of anything. But I, I just common sense. I, I, why do I want to be in the ER or in the hospital emergency room on something that I could avoid it? But yeah, I mean, I think my peace come from my upbringing, and uh, I always and I'm to this day I don't like all that drama. I like peace. So yeah, that that PK that was one of the PKs thing that stuck in my head. Um, was there a point? So like you said with that peacemaker, but was there a point where <clears throat> you knew you had to make a hard turn on I, I can't roll with y'all niggas no more this is like the last I don't know what age at what point we was like okay I gotta move on my own I can't move that way with y'all no more y'all taking it too far I'm just a yeah. different man was there can you remember a, a situation where you had to make that hard turn where you was like alright I gotta fall back I can't do this no more yeah well I, like I told you one at one one time uh, like I said, I was at the White Castle, and uh, back in that days, it was like getting initiated in the gangs. And I was in the drive-through, and a, and a young guy he hit me in the jaw and knocked out like five of my teeth. And and I had a car full of guys with me. He had brass knuckles on. I didn't see it coming. I'm looking at the order board, but as the last minute I see, the last minute I see, I, I can't I can't dodge it. He hits me, boom, knocks out my teeth. Where he now, come I got from? Five guy, huh? Where, what was the dude? Was somebody the dude? y'all had beef with it? He was just doing some no, no shit. beef. I was just a victim of circumstance. You were driving, was using a car. Where, huh? He was in the car. We was in the car, five deep. Now, I'm saying the dude deep. hit you that was in the car with somebody. No, 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 dude was, I was in, no, I was in the car on. with the drive, with the window down, great order through drive Okay. He, he walked up, he walked up and then hit me and knocked all my teeth out. So when he did that, um, I lost my mind. And then that's when I grabbed my, uh, I grabbed the uh, at that time. Was I like steering wheel jack. You remember that? Yeah, I grabbed my uh my jack and then uh 
I went to going upside his head and uh they did I damn near killed him. So when that happened, it was uh it was a major it was major, you know. And I knew then they didn't help me. So I knew that that time it was time for me to make a change in my life. Like I, I had to wow. get out of there. That was enough for me. We supposed to be boys and killers, but this dude damn near knocked my ass out and it, and I stomped I, I I stomped him out and I ended up going to jail after the hospital and staying there until this dude healed up. So it was a devastating that that changed my way of thinking with the homeboy shit. Hmm. Dang. Wow. That's a good uh, story right there. Yeah, that's yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was in my twenties, probably late twenties. How old were you so, when you had Maurice? I was 17. I had by the time I was 20, I had three kids. <laughs> 17, 18. I had a kid every damn year. <laughs> by the time I was 20, I had three kids, man. Okay. So me and me and me and Mo, Mo is we're we really grew up together, damn near. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how it is. Uh that's a it's I'm glad you brought that up, Spike. I want to ask. So what do you think? What do you think kind of because you obviously kept moving that way for a while we were already in the picture you know do you think you were still trying to get so far away from the preacher kid thing that you kind of even though you was a a father you still was trying to make up for lost time still trying to be out there you you wanted everything you can get a hold of almost in your 20s so not really normally people like when they now we got kids all i'm gonna slow down relax but you know, at that point, like you said, you still was kind of moving and you had to crack crack the nigga. And, you know, the rest after that, you know, everything kind of slowed down. What What do you think was that in that timeline as far as that goes? Well, when you when you deep in shit, you forget you, you, time starts passing you by. So, you know, when I was running the streets and with the niggas and all that, um, for me, I, I, I just damn near forgot time. And it was really hard for me because I had kids. I had more kids than the average nigga at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I was in and out. And so being in the streets and trying to be a dad, it really didn't mix. <laughs> you know, that was like the... So I had it harder than anybody because most of them niggas didn't have no kids yet. I remember 20 years old, I had three kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm still gangster with niggas and I'm running the streets and I'm trying... But I'm only doing that because I was deprived as a preacher's kid, a PK. And you know, like I said, PKs are the worst. Mm-hmm. We are definitely the worst kids. So, you know, I was, I was raised in church. I, I I didn't get to learn nothing. I had three kids because I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. reproduction. I didn't know about that shit. Yeah, because it was Jesus, thus, this, and thou. So I didn't know nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm having babies. I know after that third one, I knew something. Oh, shit. Let's stop this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit um, <you> got expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, um, so once, once that happens, after you get out of jail, this is you said it's like late twenties going into thirties. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you went to jail for beating the dude up at White Castle. Yeah, they're gonna keep me in there until he got healed up because I hit him with the turn and he had, they they put him in the ER. So he I, until he healed up, I had to stay in jail. Damn, that's crazy. But and they didn't. They don't talk me. about when he hit me in the jaw. I was gonna say you ain't getting no type of self defense or anything like that. Nah, hell no. Did you have well, a lawyer? Or did you have public defense? Public defense, bro. Defender, okay. I was I was poor, dumb as shit. I, yeah. I didn't know none of that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I got in trouble. True. I got in trouble. I didn't know none. I didn't need somebody to help me. Right, right. But right. but in my mind, if I'd have thought about it, I could have. They the guys were telling me to wait. They were telling me to wait. You know, to bust a move. But 
<clears throat> I couldn't wait. I was so mad when I started spitting my teeth out. I, the anger took over, so I like yeah, I'm right. killing everything. <laughs> you spitting your teeth out. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, it's something different. We ain't waiting on yeah, nothing. But I God moves now in, in mysterious mm-hmm. ways because if I would have had a gun, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast with you guys. Because I would have shot the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. I would have shot him and everything that moved with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. you think about it. I was reckless with a turn. And I hit him with that as many times as I could. Mm-hmm. And why didn't think about it? I really could have bust this dude's brain loose and killed mm-hmm. him, put him in. But I wasn't thinking about it. Anger was, uh, you know, yeah. was the leader of the pack. That's, it's, you know what that makes me think? So you see that, and that was you and that generation. And now imagine in this era, so we're still talking about generational, the evolution of black men. Yeah, that that's picture that same scenario twenty twenty three, but now oh, they're dead. Everybody caught, in White Castle dead. Okay, because I was gonna they're say gonna grab, they catch that on camera. Watch yeah. this, crack, crack the dude in the drive through, which is you. You come out and be like, oh, watch this, oh yeah, hey, hey. and people were looking around, and now you beat, and now everything heightens. Do you? Yeah. So now you, he's yeah. grabbing the forty, he's grabbing the forty cal, and he's gonna shoot everything in White Castle. Everybody in there dead. Aiming for one person, you're shooting all the casualties in the way. Mm-hmm. Was it a thing so, around the way when it happened? Like, man, you know Reese, man, he beat hell out of dude up at White Castle. Like, was it a thing or was it low key? No, nah, it was a thing. Out. It was a big thing because it was like, yeah. man. Did but the thing come, was, did you walk away from there and they had to come get you, or did the police come? No, nah, they came like and that? got me. I couldn't stop. Yeah. Like they were yeah. trying to tell me to stop, but I blacked out. Like I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm still hitting. He's trying to roll on the ground. And I'm, wop, 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 wop. So when they did that, reality kicked in when they put me in them damn cuffs. Now you gotta remember, my jaw swole, my teeth are out of my head, and I'm in handcuffs and I'm about half drunk too. Mm. So when I wake up and sober up and realize, like, they're like, sir, you you looking at attempted murder, sir? I'm like, what? Attempted murder? They're like, this man is in the You wake up downtown. You woke up downtown and hold his head. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'd have been there. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a few more questions here, Dad. Um, how do you, knowing that you know you came up out of that, but eventually it tailed off, and you you started to become more of a mature man, and you you no longer could really navigate with some of those same dudes. And uh, was there anybody in the crew at one point where y'all was rolling? They lost their life, and that affected you. Oh uh, yeah, but I had a couple of dudes in the crew that lost their life, but on on ignorance. Like oh. we had we had a dude named Tony. He lost his life because we went to the club, and uh, he he got drunk. But we, we all we always we called each other, to make sure everybody made it home. Drinking was very heavy in my days. That was the that was the that was the go to. Mm-hmm. Drunk is what you didn't drink. To, you drank to get drunk. That's what it was. <laughs> so uh, he drove all the way home, made it to his wife and kids. He got wife and kids too. Pulled up in the garage, let the garage door down, fell out with the car running all night, and died of car on my Wife and kids came out that morning to come get him. They knew he usually fall asleep in the car, but usually turned the car off and just fall out of the car, and they get him that morning. Well, this time, he didn't turn the car off. This is Remo's first cousin. He didn't turn the car off, and so when they found him, he was gone. How old were y'all? Uh, probably 30... 30-something. I was did a club bomber, you, man. Did that make you reconsider drinking or anything like that? Not really. It, it made me scale back, but I still yeah. I was a drinker. I, 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 had my, I had my drink. <laughs> but it made me scale back because I was, I, out of the group, I was the sloppy drinker. I was the sloppy one. 
I can admit that. That's I where I got it from. That. I was I used the sloppy one. that out my group too, man. I yeah, I, I, I the group. I was the sloppy one. Like everybody drinking, I'm the one. I got like, one of them old, old peanut butter tongue and shit. Man, look at this mother. They be talking about me. I, I can hear you, but I don't know what the hell you're saying. I'm that. You know what I mean? So I was that one. I was the sloppy drunk. I was. But that comes with being a PK, knowing like I, I was so I was so trying to prove away something. From it, I was pushed away from it, which made me want it more. Now mm. I want to enjoy it while I got it. I want to enjoy it all. Yeah, I'm now good, I got it. And, and, and I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm mixing light with dark, dark with light, and beer and gin and and Hennessy and Crown, and so I'm yeah. stupid. My whole belly is a damn exploded. Do do you look at that like kind of? Essentially, <clears throat> all that stuff is kind of the same as now. It's just different drug, kind of everything. Because I, I always hear that phrase, the more things are different, the more they're the same. And I'm yeah. always interested in that. And I mean, I know, obviously, te- technology is quite the difference. And now it people can't really use it as much with everything when it comes to this tech because the exposure Every even when we everything advanced over the years before I was here before you you know it was never this level of exposure so but essentially how you were getting drunk with everything twisted turn all that you see the young people they was doing the molly or they was doing the the ecstasy or they doing it that's essentially kind of the same thing you think yeah but they're 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 the difference in them and us it's like ours was you threw up you fell out you got up live another day. The, the the drugs and things that they do now, they take your life. Right, Molly's and, 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 and pill, yeah. pills, uh, you know, you know your your cousin is a prime example that you know what mm-hmm. happened to her. So yeah. that that that's a prime example. Yeah. So, um, do you when you let me ask, um, just kind of going past that point, when you got to the age to start to embrace that you were older. What was that like? I, I I think that some black a lot of black men, black women, women in general, but specifically here, black men have sometimes have a hard time embracing the fact that like I'm not that young gun no more, or I'm not that super tough guy no more, I'm not the super active guy no more, I'm not the super and having to embrace that, especially when you got homeboys that are still obnoxious and still try to kind of put you in that spot, like I look at this nigga, blah blah blah, blah, blah and you're yeah. actually moving differently, and then so now you put on more of an act to like ah oh, man, I'm saying nigga, so you still doing how did you get past that and really embrace like age and maturity? Like how was well, it hard as for you? you get older, you start seeing people leaving this earth around you, like close people. I'm not talking about distant you I'm, I'm people that I know that I grew up with. We hung out and, and we, we were on the same thing, the same drink, the same smoke. The same, and, and, and then you see your health start. I think for me, health was everything to me. Now, my health is everything to me. It means the most to me. So when you're young, you, you got a Superman on your chest. You don't think about high, you don't think about high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease. You don't think about none of that. You don't because you're young and you feel like every tomorrow is promised every day. So when I started seeing that like people around me dying, they no comeback, ain't no calling them, ain't no some of them on their own reconnaissance, some of them that they couldn't control it, then, you know, that was the change for me. So when I started calming down, but you gotta remember, when you calm down, it ain't no telling how much you tore up before you calm down. Some people will accept mm. your apology. Some people accept your apology and a lot of people won't. Cause in their mind they say, y'all 
Lump, you still that same name. You spite niggas at school, Chris County, you still the same. You're like, no, I'm not. I, but the, in their mind, you are. And there's nothing you can say or do about it to change it. So with that being said, I just let my life speak for itself. Because a lot of people still don't. They still think I'm the same. And here it is. I'm 50-something years old, dude. And they still think I'm the club popping. Hey, where, you, where the hoes at, bro? No. No hoes, man. <laughs> the whole store is closed, bro. <laughs> That is funny that you say that. Because people, they fall in love with this image of you, right? Like when they yes. knew you before. And right. they live with those images when you living with yourself every day. Like you see right. yourself grow. You have those That's thoughts fact. to yourself. But then you have those people that don't. Like I knew him 10 years ago. I knew him 15. You should be about this, that, yeah. and third. And they yeah. stuck with that. That's frozen in their mind. They don't know who right. you are today. Yeah, I could definitely relate to that. 100%. Yeah. Um. And Spike, I'll leave some questions there for you, but I just wanted to ask one more question on my end. Um, this has been really good. We'll probably bring you back another on another episode, but um, what what's the advice you give to the young black men? Because I'd imagine as we do this show, this is going to be a show that it's men our age, yours, Spike's, and mine that listen. But I think there's a few scragglers in there that are younger young boys that might be in their 20s listen like yo i appreciate the game from these older dudes so right. if if one of them just happened to be listening right now what is the advice you would give to them just you know um, with, with, with no no judginess or preachiness right. i guess but right. just saying i understand where you're coming from what advice would you give them the advice i would give to them first of all is i'll say it in all I, in all my soul speeches i tell them i'm like Keep your eyes on the prize and your head on the swivel, black man, first of all. Number two, I would say, listen, you if it, if it doesn't feel right and, and, and your, your, your inner conscience tell you it's not right, then it's not right. Because to every consequence, you know, to every, every reaction, there's a consequence. The good, the bad, the ugly. And if you do something bad and you change it, it, it like, uh, you know what, Buster Rhymes said something, I seen it on the other day, he said, it's, I think it says like 84,000 something something minutes in a day. And it, it only take you 60 seconds to kill somebody. And, and then you, so you mean to tell me you would take, the, you got this whole day and you take one minute of your day to change your whole life. Your life is totally over. Uh, and it made sense. I'm like, wow, that's deep as you could get. He said, you, you got all these other minutes that you can live through the day and you take one of those minutes and do something stupid and reckless and take your life out to the young men's i would always say like right now we're in a critical generation general uh, time because uh the gunplay is is too high it's, it's extremely they have no regards for life um so it makes it dangerous it makes it dangerous for my generation y'all generation and y'all baby's generation because now he's got the straight bullets and niggas shooting at somebody they won't but the little kids at the playground so now you got to be overprotective and you got to you want to keep them in the house and you, then it's taken away from them just learning and trying to you know be ready for the world it's a it's a catch-22 but uh i don't see us having a military in, in 10 more years because i think the way uh these young ones are coming up they ain't think about no military what they want to go get a rifle for and they got an ak at home right now you know enrollment what I mean? is so, down. Yeah, enrollment yeah, in the military. Right now, they got like every gun you see, all them big old guns, them was military copycats, man. They had them in the military. Now they're in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, in the military, you're supposed to be structured and have about, you know, live by the law. Here, man, this is gunplay, man. That's why people get shot because guess what? They're good. The guns are good for the cowards because guess what? 
I don't gotta run all the way up on y'all. I just stay 70 yards out and hit you from the window and I'm gone. You know what I mean? And that's it, which makes the world so dangerous today. It makes you look and and and, and it, I'm more precautious than I've ever been and I got plenty of guns, but I'm not a killer. That's not why, the reason why I have a gun only is because if somebody kicks in my door, I at least got a fighting chance because if they kick in the door, they're gonna have to have a gun. You're gonna have to have something. Mm -hmm. To, 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 to take on me and my family. So I know that you're coming in with intent to rob, kill, or destroy. So I have to have something for protection. But as for gunplay and walking around, that's not me. I don't I don't I don't glorify it. I don't think it's super cool. None of that. I just have it for protection. And and that's really it. But I would say as a young black man, man, get your education. Man, if you got kids, raise your kids. You don't have to be that option. They need to have a a, a story on the guys that fucked up and went to prison and, and talked to them three three years later. They got life, got the L, but tell them how it is in there compared <laughs> to being out. How long did you see, have to stay they, in jail? They when it... Right. They don't get none of that. They don't know. Ain't no, you got your no, how, how long was you in there, Daddy, when you had to go? 47 days. A month and 17 days. That's long and that long. was the, I can never get that back. And I tell you what, I, I thought I was in there 100 years. It would have seemed like. Yeah, because yeah, the freedom. days, that shit felt like a year. Yeah, freedom is everything, bro. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you, you don't people don't realize what they have until they lose it. Mm -hmm. And when they Somebody lose it, telling you when to wake up at six o'clock yeah. in the morning, they feed you All bullshit. That, yeah. Yeah. You eating this bologna Absolutely. sandwich, nigga. This what you having? This what yeah. you gonna eat? You don't want it? Yep. Just starve. Don't want to starve, nigga. That's yep. it. Hey, yep. I, I, yeah, boy. Piss right, shit right here in front of everybody. Right well, here. You better act like you right know here. when you get in. Ain't no another bathroom. Get down this in front of everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Get down the ass right toilet here. right here. Yeah, this is what you got to <laughs> use, my nigga. Nobody yeah. carry your cheeks is out, bro. Nobody carry your cheeks out. Damn. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's gladiator time. It's battle order. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spike, yeah, did you did you have any any questions you want to ask before we let him, let him go this evening? I think you did a really good job. You said you think it's more dangerous today. I was having this conversation with a couple of friends of mine. I can get your perspective on it too. They were saying that today they feel like it's a lot more dangerous and kids couldn't do what we did when we were coming up. For instance, I know this time of year when I was 12, 12, 13 years old, I leave out the house at 11 o'clock. Mama, we going to the center. She won't see me no more at 6, 7 at night. Right. I ain't got no cell phone. I got a beeper. She can beep right. me. I'll call her back when I get to her phone. Yeah, but we just had the freedom to roam like that. Yeah, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine. He said he don't, he wouldn't let his children do that nowadays because he feels like it's more dangerous. But the statistics say that America's a lot safer than it was when we was doing that. And well, what I say think, you? I think statistics are damn lie. I think that <laughs> I, I think the the protection and the governor is off, bro. I, I think the govern of life is off because now that they 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 lift, lifted the, the 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 gun carrying law. Everybody can get it. As long as you ain't got no record, they can carry guns. And if you think about it, I've seen more. I've never seen as many guns in my life. Like, I went to a picnic, and I looked around, and everybody in that damn picnic, they probably had a couple hundred people, everybody in that damn picnic had a gun on their hip. On their hip. And I'm thinking, so who's to say that one of these boys don't have a mind disorder, and they just freak out? You know? Having a bad day. Yeah, had having a bad day. Drink. Somebody step on your Eating shoe. Eating like, drug. Oh, yep. You shouldn't have did that, bro. You thinking like what the hell? See, back in the day, you step in the shoe, you punch. Yeah, we we fighting. Yeah. You stepped on my, you stepped on my Air Force One or, or my, my Nikes or whatever. Yeah. But now they gonna shoot you. So it makes it it, it, it makes it very precaution. You, 
think about the plane you get on plane back in the day wasn't nothing to even though people in the hood we couldn't afford no damn plane so seeing a plane go across was like the ooh ah because you ain't never getting on that <laughs> damn thing it, in my days you wasn't oh, but now yeah. you get on there you can get on a plane and taliban and get up there and you can crash the plane stab everybody in the neck and it's just like the the the, the, the world is so wicked man it's, 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 it's so a, wicked yeah it's, it's definitely a different time man um Definitely do you find time. do you find yourself are you ever in a position where you can give some young brothers some game like do yeah you find i do i do i mean young brothers uh, a lot of do you try to stay away from let them do them yeah I, I try to my my, my girl has three sons mm-hmm. and they're all different ages so i i'll be trying to spit game to them and tell them like you know don't do what i did you got to be different because and, and and some listen some don't and, and and some get the repercussions of what i told them what happened and and it did happen so uh i try to but you think see, the best way that, to talk to him is like do you keep it just all the way gutter real with him yeah i keep it gutter with him okay i feel because yeah. uh uh moa tell you when they were little i was so gutter they were like oh man but think about this mm-hmm. my son and them they free they work they, they do their thing they ain't got a bunch of kids they i i was gutter but it, it made an impact it made an impact on them they knew i was like man you don't want a bunch of kids I said, don't have a bunch of baby mamas all that shit. You don't want that shit. And he, he, <laughs> he didn't even know at that time what the hell I was talking about. But yeah. he, 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 you know, went in his mind and look at him. Look now, that's what I'm saying. Now he, now he can pick and choose mm-hmm. when he want to have another child. He's not saying, dang, <laughs> I got five kids, man. I'm screwed. I can't have no more. I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. No, that was but good. I enjoy y'all bringing me on. It was cool, Absolutely. man. I like Absolutely. it. Uh, I like y'all format, man. Y'all positive black men, and that's what's up. They, I wish they'd had something like this when mm-hmm. I was coming up, but we didn't have nothing like that. It was it was Easy E and MC Ren and Doctor Dre and <laughs> Ice T and Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> and they said fuck the police. That's fuck all. The I police. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Dad. We man. We like we said. We appreciate uh, you coming on this. Even on this Father's Day weekend, man, just it's good to have a you know OG's perspective here, and man, we appreciate you sharing your story. I know there's always more, so we'll we're, we're definitely gonna have you back because uh, that's what we do here. But appreciate okay. you just giving your introduction, and man, you know I love you. I'm gonna holler at you, and we appreciate right, you. Nice you to meet you, Reese. Nice it, to meet you, brother. Absolutely. Right, nice to meet you too, man. I y'all can, y'all keep on doing what y'all do, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, there you have it. We. <laughs> Put what that you thing. think about your dad's first appearance, man? Uh, not bad. You know, um, everybody is uh, everybody's different. So you know, when you interview people, you have to remember that everybody don't know the art of podcasting. So <laughs> that's that, that's you got to kind of go in with that mentality because people don't. There's a flow to it. There's an art to it. That would but. be the expect. Yeah, I, that, it's about what I expect. My dad would do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that nigga probably would still be talking. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be able to get him off in an hour. I promise I, you that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I killed this nigga down <laughs> such and such. such man, I man, nigga, shut up. I can't wait to hear him too, man. I swear. Yeah, that's, gonna funny, man. that's gonna be funny. But that was a good job. You know, that was a good Father's Day episode. So um, getting to get a little background on where you come from and maybe next time we get your dad and my dad on here talking about raising sons and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be a really good perspective. Yeah, that's uh, dope. I enjoyed it. Thanks, uh, Spike, for allowing the space for him to come on here and just share his his moment of some of his story. And like I said, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, 
What you got going on right now, bro, before we get out of here, uh, as far as your podcast, you out here moving at podcast exec talent over here. <laughs> Continue to try to build it, baby. That way we ain't got to be working and worried about jobs in a year. Um, what am I doing now? Dead End Sports is about to take a hiatus, I think. So we're going to take a couple weeks off until the NFL gets started back. So I'm free up on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But then going to start working on some maybe some political shows. I was having a conversation with Ken and Nick about maybe doing some black men politic type stuff. Mm-hmm. We tried it once before called um, Politics as Usual, something like that. Just giving a perspective on today's about that. And, um, of course, still doing the TV stuff. We're reviewing the show The Idol now. Mm. So you guys are watching that on HBO. We got the reviews on the Frames Per Second podcast. I will do a uh, review on that new black. Have you seen this the, the scary black movie, Black Blackish or what? It's a it's a new black horror film that's coming out. Yeah, I, I, we want me and my wife. We're gonna go see that. We're gonna check it out. We're doing a we're doing a live review on that Sunday. So check that out. Um, and of course, man, this another week in the books on Deck TV podcast. Good earners. Shout out to Rich, man. Great addition. Yes, Good sir. call by you. If you guys are watching The Sopranos or familiar with The Sopranos, check out the Good Earners podcast. I like that three man team yeah. a lot. I think that three man is a good thing to have for that. So you guys continue to check that out as it gets better. That's it, man. Continue to grow, build, take this place to where we want it to be. What about All you? Right. Yeah, same roll, thing. season four coming out. Yeah, roll season four, man. I am very excited. I am. I'm stoked, bro. I'm. I'm at, I just think I finished writing episode five. I normally do eight episode seasons, so I'm at episode five that I wrote. It could go to ten. I don't know, but this is my last season of roll. For those that that heard the trailer i put over in the road feed that are over here this is my last season people had have had that bittersweet you know some people have been dming me and commenting like oh man you know but i'm like this is my last season but i am excited and i'm really stepping out on faith bro i'm putting it behind a paywall fully so um i'm putting it i'm putting snippets out each week and people get a minute and a half however long i feel like being generous and I'm gonna put it behind paywall. I'm gonna see if people really value my my content, like I believe they do, because the numbers are still really good over there. So I'm putting it fully behind the paywall, and I'm excited to see what I can generate. Because why not? It's so mixed up. that's good. Yeah, good to do, brother. So you know, I um, wish you the most success that you can have with it. And yes. I'm open for a role if you need. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, man. Well. Oh, AWITB. Absolutely. AWITB2022 at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voice message like you heard from my guy, Dro, you heard from Big Jeff on Mm -hmm. the previous episodes, man, call that number that's on the post. Leave some voice messages, leave some voicemails. We'll make sure that we get it added into the show. You can also just leave an email as well. But yeah, if you want to call, just call that number. Let it ring, leave a voicemail, shoot a voice text, a voice note, however you feel like the way to do it. That number is the way that you can get in touch with the show as well. Um, I'll pull it up and read it. Why you Yeah, that'd be great. I'm uh speaking of that, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in our description. Another week in the books, uh the Instagram page, man. Y'all go check that out too, man. That join is over there. Uh, I don't post too much over there really, but you know, updates on what's going on with the show. But you can DM us. I mean, and we want more uh involvement, y'all. Please don't be shy. It's great that y'all listen, it's great that y'all support it by listening, and even maybe telling somebody about yo, check this out. But man, 
we want we want some input. We want to hear what y'all thoughts are on stuff. Some of y'all do a really good job at DM and having conversations, but if you want to hear a specific conversation, it's something maybe me and him didn't go all the way into, or something y'all want us to spend the block on and talk about again, or it's just something you've been really wanting to hear us speak about, man. Hit us up another week in books DM. Like you say, he's gonna get you out of that that number or awitb2022 at gmail.com. Man. It'll so. be on the Instagram. I can't find the phone. That's all good. Well, I, yeah, I'll throw it on there. Instagram, well, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, anything else before we get out of here? I think that'll do it, man. Happy Father's Day. Absolutely, happy Father's Day to you. I don't have kids, but happy Father's <laughs> Day to you, my brother. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> don't try to put them on me yet. Yeah, absolutely. We out.